would count at the gate. Now it's down. Give Wow. There. <laughs> I told you guys I was always ahead of my time. I think we did that uh, a decade ago. And uh, in a rough studio mix. And uh, I think that gets the point across. The only way we lose is if you guys give up. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Give me back my bullets. Okay, well, yeah, I definitely need to get some some uh, gun cleaning stuff, too. I mean, I got to, you know, you don't want to just shoot your gun and then not clean it and then have a jam. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's just good advice for you hunters out there. Of course, that's why we have a Second Amendment, to hunt, <clears throat> to hunt rabbits. That's why we have a Second Amendment, to hunt rabbits. Anyway... So the message of the song is it's too late, they're at the gate. Okay, this song is exact to today. Now, the tanks aren't here, right? The UN tanks going up and down the street, confiscating the gun, throwing them in, in, the, in some truck, military truck. That's not, that's <laughs> a click away. You guys got to decide what you're going to do and if, if anything like that, unconstitutional, anti-American. What are you going to do about the FBI? Anti-American, unconstitutional. Uh, they're basically communist revolutionaries there. They want to overthrow the country. What are you going to do about it? No justice for anybody. No fairness, no justice, no rule of law, according to the DOJ, according to the FBI, according to the whole DHS and the rest of it. It's 100% against you. And the, the problem is, that you cannot rely on police for home protection. You can't rely on anybody for your security. They have walls of security. They're, they, they should have, every one of these politicians should be duct taped at the mouth and shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And thrown in jail or whatever you have to do with them. But by Jove, don't listen to them. Unless they're speaking truth, which none of them are. And, it, well, anyway, so if we dawdle any longer, we will lose. So that's kind of what it's come down to, you know. It's the the lack of people in the streets. It's the lack of people um, taking action with politics. It's lack of, actually, frankly, it's a lack of peaceful action that could make a big difference. So we all have to do more, okay? We all have to, you know, call the congressman, you know, write the letter, do the email, get the change.org thing going, you know, do the petitions like they did in California for this recall of this reprobate criminal piece of shit who ruined my state, my birthright. I had to flee, you know, because the uh, criminals had taken over the city, the gang stalkers. 
you know, well, that wasn't the only reason. There were several reasons, but it had to do with the uh, Satanists who are, you know, who basically have now become butthurt snowflakes. So what are you going to do? You know, and um, so that, 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 uh, that's what kind of sums it up. What are we going to do about this situation? Uh, you know, number one, I guess the hill you die on is they don't take your guns, right? A lot of you have, I, I don't really have much of way have any kind of good gun. I just have guns I had for when I was like a kid almost, you know, for 30 years. I mean, I'm not an avid, I'm not an avid shooter. And uh, in some any kind of fight, I'd probably lose anyway. I mean, I mean, I'm not you know any threat. I I believe in peaceful demonstrations and things. I don't believe in, in doing harm to people unless they're going to do harm to you. But you know what I mean? And it, it, you know that, that's survival. That's different. But uh, can you imagine? You know, you understand then what the going door to door with the jabs is. It's a symbolic gun confiscate, gun confiscation. Now, if you want to know where to get that song, the song is called "Freedom Don't Give Up." Freedom in parentheses, don't give up. It's out there somewhere. I found it on my laptop. I think it goes back to 2013, and uh, so it's almost a decade old. It was too early back then. But now, of course, I, I mean, you know, we don't have a smooth studio mix, but it's a, a pretty uh, energized effort, I think, you know, and it's not all edited and perfect and it's, 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 but it's soulful, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's talented. So, and it was a Rich Keltner track. He did a great job with those synths. I just think, um, you know, it's a song that should be passed around. You know, th- this is a song that needs to be passed around to people to Get them the message that, you know, it's too late. They're at the gate. You, you know, it's either now or never. And you know, there's nothing more anyone can say. I don't think you would feel very good about yourselves if you watch them come in with their UN vehicles and round uh, people up and guns and everything else. And it just became a lockdown police state with no freedom for anyone. I think you would basically, I think you would cry yourself to death. I think you would die. I think you would die of a broken heart. And the broken heart would be because you let yourself down. Can can you can you live with that? You let yourself down. Because when you knew there was medical tyranny, a lot of people didn't do anything about it. You know, we let this governor here run all over us. She had people out in the cold snow. I mean, old people, you know, people that uh, once you get up to be about 70, you can't really, you're very vulnerable to the, to the, you know, you need to be taken care of after that. You know what I mean? At least kept an eye on, you know, depending on what kind of shape you're in. If you've been with the medical establishment, you're probably not in very good shape and don't have a very good immune system. You have no business. The governor putting people out there in the snow to get a prescription from Walmart was about the most cruel thing, and she laughed about it. She thought it was funny. She finally got so much pressure from the national press, she had to back it off. But, I mean, if, if this is what a, a liberal, if this is what a Democrat's wet dream is, then I'm at war with all Democrats, if that's, if that's really what it is. I'm not a Republican, and I'm not a Democrat. 
But uh, it seems that the Democrat Party has become the party of communism and the party of totalitarianism and the party of confiscation. And they did it all with this faux LGBT bullshit, which is, you know, basically a political politicizing sex, sex into little lanes of uh, behavior modification. It's a think tank situation. It's not, you know, gay people getting together to have their rights. It's coming out of the think tanks to find a way for political to get their political will done. That's why they exist. Same with, you know, Antifa, Black Lives, all those are fronts. You know, I'm all for, I'm all for freedom. That includes any skin color, gays, this, that, the other thing. But I've heard, you know, now I've seen people that I thought I trusted who are now saying they want to see women direct all, you you know, women or LGBT direct horror movies from now on because men have dominated it. Um, That kind of thinking, that kind of totalitarian thinking, you know, we reject that in a free country. May the job go to the one most qualified and may we stop trying to choose winners and losers. You know, may it go to the one that's prepared the most, that's done the most work, that deserves it. And if there is crony capitalism or there's, nepotism or anything like that it should be rooted out but that doesn't mean punish future generations to even the scales because men directed horror movies i mean cancel culture is now even in that we when when we got the sundance uh you know form to enter into sundance we just laughed i said okay which one of us is going to wear a dress you know right that's how stupid they've become and that's why the Children today, you know, that are supposedly consuming movies and shows, that's why you're having such a hard time finding another, you know, you know, anything. You, you know, you've got a couple of directors directing some, you know, some, some, you know, serious stuff. But basically, um, and these two guys I'm thinking of are men. There's been female directors, too, that are very, very good. I, I don't know why. Uh, well, anyway, the, the point is, is that they made... Sundance political. Why would Robert Redford ruin his festival? He's ruined himself too. He's made it all political. So they want to know on the application what your sexual preference is, what your gender pronoun is. What, and they want to know all about that in, as a qualifier for getting into the festival. That's unconstitutional. That's, that's, I mean, that's basically illegal. The, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's a, I know it's a private festival, but it, I mean, it's basically, as per the rule of law, you can't discriminate like that. Meaning they use the application process to keep all, of, say, white males out that would be, say, heterosexual. But if you're gay, they'll let you in. Um, and then when they do cinema, when they do a movie, they say, this is queer cinema. Why can't it just be a... I mean, we've always had gay guys directing movies. Why Why is it now have to be queer? Said Why can't it just be movie? Because they have a political agenda. That's to overthrow the fucking country and take over and lock you down and take everything you've got, basically kill you. The Democratic Party today is anti-human. 
and take the rhino Republicans with them. They're the same. They're cut from the same cloth. They're anti-human. Uh, the lockdowns, the medical tyranny, you've had a taste of it now. All fake, all based on, you know, yeah, somebody released a, you know, a virus. And they're using that as a way to justify locking people down because what they want is really the guns. And what they really want is America, number one. And this is all for Klaus Schwab and, and Bill Gates. And, you know, I've been following Gates for 20 years. And I knew he was going to blossom into some kind of Antichrist figure like this. And I knew he was dangerous. And I, I was going to write a book about him, but I, I, some weird thing happened. I got frightened. And, you know, I've mustered up courage again to take a look at it. But, I mean, you know, there's, there's powers there, right? There's muscle there. So I, I just... You know, I, I don't have, I, I'm in a glass house. I mean, I don't have any protection. I don't have any, you know, muscle. I don't have anything. I got the, the most high God, but that's been enough. So do you think that you, you can't just go into tyranny and say it's the other guy's fault when it's your fault? When your kids look to you and say, you know, you know, mommy, daddy, what happened here? And you say, well, you know, we uh, dropped the ball. We didn't, we didn't react fast enough. We didn't fight back hard enough. And they took our country away from us. Then they stole our land and all our things. And uh, they said it's justified because we, the country should have never been founded. They got rid of all the statues. They burn all the books. And now they just make like cartoons instead of movies. And they turn the NFL into cartoons. It's all political theater, all political cartoons. All they want to do is monitor you to make sure you say and think the right things. And if you don't think the right things as monitored by the magnetism that's becoming part of, you know, human society, where they can monitor you from uh, anything that can fuse, that can pick up magnetic waves, like, for example, satellites, uh, 5G is involved, all kinds of technologies involved. But it's all aimed at you. It's not aimed at making a better world. It's aimed at you. Even the GMO crops are meant to degrade you. The jab degrades you. And now the jab is making... Well, let's talk about the jab for a while. Let's talk about the uh, mRNA um, gene, uh, experimental gene therapy drugs. Okay, so what these do is destroy the immune system. Because really, and, and they, they're trying not to admit this, but the only people getting sick right now with this Delta variant are people that have had the jab. They're actually trying to blame the, the sickness that the jabbed are getting on the unvaccinated. But it won't fly because it's not science. It's, it's not logic. And that won't fly at all because there's too much opposition for that. They can't get that idea through. You have to be a very ignorant population to think that the unvaccinated, which is not a vaccine, it's a gene therapy, experimental drug. So this jab uh, is, is causing uh, these people to shed, right, these proteins, which then um, get them sick. And also, people that work around a lot of jab people, a lot of people have had the jab, if you're like the only one in the office, we know someone that gets, has gotten very sick from being around the jabbed. Like, that's why we can't fly in an airplane, because there's too many jab people in the airplane. 
can you stop that, Trish? Is there any way or are we going to just go to a different room or do something else? Because I'm fighting against it. Anyway, so everything that I had said about what this was on day one was true. And everything I've said, is, as I predicted, has happened. So let me make some further predictions that will be true. Number one, they're going to use the jab to to uh, to and the, and the unvaccinated as an excuse to go full tyranny, you know, door to door, and then of course the gun grab, which is the big main event. Uh, I would be very disappointed in Americans if they give up their rights because if you give up your Second Amendment, you've already given up your First Amendment, so you give up your Second Amendment. And, you know, you give up, you take your kids out of the uh, indoctrination schools. You know, they've already taken over the schools. They've already taken over the mind control. And if people don't stand up, I mean, you know, it's it's real easy now to take the mask off or to say, hey, listen, you know, I'm enjoying full immunity and I'm not sick and I've, you know, my immune system is working great. I'm sorry that if you get the jab, you get sick, but why punish the unjabbed? for the sickness that the jabbed is getting because they didn't stand up to it. They didn't do the research. They didn't listen to us. Well, we told them it's a gene therapy, the mRNA, and it's all over the Internet. They could have done the research. But instead of doing research, they just went and got it, mind-controlled dupes, and now they're getting sick. And do you know in the actuarials, like, you know, UPS and, uh, you know, FedEx and... um, uh, the uh, this one gal that was uh, she was head of personnel for the uh, for the gas and oil uh, guys and that's massive because around here it's massive we have we have all these RV parks and all this stuff for the for the for the um, you know for the uh, for the gas and oil business here in South New Mexico and in uh, also northern New Mexico and in West Texas. And this gal, I forget her name exactly, She, but she, uh, her job, it's, it's, a, it's a big job. Her job is to manage you know, hundreds of thousands of people and you know, putting them in these uh, oil rigs, putting them on oil fields and moving them around. And she was told that she had to replace all the workers within three years. Well, then that was bad enough. I mean, that made me almost cry. And then, uh, you know, that, that these people are being murdered on cue and they're, they're, their murderers are jabbing them and they're taking it, agreeing to be murdered. But what's worse than that is when we hear about UPS and FedEx doing the same thing. And, and uh, well, what was it? Was it UPS? One of them. It, it was one of them. I, I, you know, go ahead and check me on that. Go ahead and check me on that. I think I heard it a second time. I heard it from the gas Noel lady, and then we heard it a second time. And, and you know, it didn't really register until, I, until it was like, you know, they're planning, you know, in three years to replace workers because they have to plan ahead. And the the lady that does the booking of all the 
manages all the personnel for gas and oil. Uh, she said that, um, you know, the workers had to be replaced and that's the, that's the, that the upper management above her is fully aware that these people will be dying. Uh, we checked her out. She's legit. That really is her job. That really is her name. And I don't know if it's on BitChute or whatever, but you could go see her. And, you know, by now there may be some other, you know, actuarial out there too that can be looked at to see if people are planning. What you want to do is look to see if people are planning to replace workers in the next three years. Is there a plan to replace their workers? And if you could do that and get the things lined up, I'd love to hear some of the data on that, if there's more data. I know the gas and oil is huge. It's a huge thing moving those people around. And now everybody's drilling again. Why? Because the price of oil has gone through the roof because the Biden administration wants to help, basically help Russia shore up their economy. I know on the surface they, they, they act like they're at war, but really they're, 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 they're dealing. You know, I mean, we're the real dirty dealing thing. Uh, at the same time, you have Klaus Schwab saying that people are going to be very angry, and when they are, we need to lock them down. Now, in New Mexico, I think as of July 1st, it was like mask, everything is optional here. And now they're talking about mandating masks again, even though masks don't do any do nothing against any COVID or, you know, they might protect someone that's sick from breathing on people. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're taking this to the nth degree. And even on CNN, I saw that they had this Asian woman on there that's talking about, um, uh, she's, she's talking about, you know, you need to lock these people down until they decide to take the jab. I mean, she's being complete, completely ruthless, authoritarian, totalitarian, evil dictator woman, a real piece of shit person, i.e. a person that hates freedom. She used to work for Planned Parenthood, so I'm not surprised. She wants to lock down everybody, check them three, four, five times a week, you know, if they don't take the jab, to see if they're sick or not. Because her theory is that what Biden said, which is that the unjabbed uh, are carrying the Delta variant, and that's why the jabbed are getting it. Well, if the jabbed are protected against uh, the virus and the variants, then why should they worry at all? And why are they getting sick? It's because they're not protected. And now we have new numbers, and this is supposedly a fraction, but we have 45,000 deaths uh, from, you know, we've surpassed the deaths from COVID now. And there are still people getting jabs. And they're talking about force inoculating in Canada, even though it's killing people. That means, folks, that the government is taking guns, pretty much, and shooting people in the streets to kill them. That's the equivalent. The needle is the, the shot. It's... it's it's whether it kills you right away or it kills you in two or three years really doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it sets you up for like if you have a flu, a cold or anything like that that comes along, 
you're probably going to be susceptible to it. Because it, it, it messes with your immune system. It, it, you know, some people say it destroys the immune system, uh, and that's why people are getting sick, because they have no immune system. They can't fight off the Delta variant. But they want to test you to see if you have a Delta variant, you're a carrier, and then hold you, the unvaxxed, responsible for the vax deaths. Had you gotten your jab, those people wouldn't have died. That's their completely false, uh, illogical, and stupid, actually, unless you're a stupid American, statement. That's their stupid statement. The unvaxxed are causing the vax to get sick. Blame it on the unvaxxed and then put political pressure on them and force them to take the jab. They don't care about COVID. The jab is nothing about COVID. It has to do with mind control, magnetism. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It was never intended to be used against a uh, novel coronavirus by the guy that invented it. Never, never. Uh, What's his name? Malone, Dr. Malone. He never, ever, 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 ever intended that to be. No reasonable doctor in their right mind would ever say such a thing. It's, a, it's the equivalent to saying, I want my countrymen dead, or I want to be spared death myself, so I'm going to promote the jab, even though I'm not going to take it, because none of them do. None of your talking heads do. None, none of the big influencers do. They take a saline solution. They don't take the jab because, because they don't want to die. The whole point of taking the jab is if you want to die. If you want to die, take the jab, and maybe three years you'll get your wish. You just keel over. So they want you jabbed because they want a world with less people, and then they want to be the honchos of it. So they don't take the jab. You think Oprah Winfrey is taking the jab? You think Jeff Bezos is taking the jab? You think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he did that stupid fucking commercial, uh, if you want to live, follow me and take the jab, what a goddamn asshole he is. But you know what? I'm done. You know, the Predator, I really love that movie, and all like early Arnie, and we all used to like to irritate Arnie, and Arnie, you know, the way he talks and everything. But we're done with him because he's a Nazi. He wants the final solution, i.e. killing 7 billion people. And... You, I, I just want to know what odds you have on him having taken the jab. I say he didn't take it. You think uh, Nancy Pelosi took the jab? You think Chucky uh, the Clown Schumer took the jab? Chucky the Little Boy Schumer, do you think he took the jab? Um, you think Biden took the jab? You know, putting a little saline solution in somebody doesn't do anything to your body. (laughs) It's neutral. So there's this going on, that that the, the elites are not taking the jab. They don't take the jab. They pretend to, and then they promote it. Can you imagine if you're a famous person, and you do a PSA commercial urging people to get the vaccine, claiming you're vaccinated when you're not, knowing it's going to kill them all and kill all your fans, but you want to be somebody in the New World Order pantheon. So you go along with it and actually do the commercial and actually 
will people to death. You actually murder them with your mouth. If you saw a celebrity like that, would you, would you, uh, A, blow them away, (laughs) B, put them in jail, or C, worship them? Most people in America would worship them even as they're dying. They're going, how come you're not dying? Oh, I'm just lucky, I guess. I kept up with my booster shots. And that's coming too, the booster shots, because they have to achieve. The whole point is, it's an experiment on humanity to make them digital, eventually to make a digital twin, you know, and create a world where there's a bio-digital nexus point. If you want to know what that is, go watch the movie Girl Next, because that's what we deal with. Yeah, in this case, along with copious amounts of drugs and out-of-control sexual appetites. By the way, I'm very proud of all the sex in Girl Next, that Heinrich was a complete sex fiend, and so it didn't matter to him what form, what kind. He was all over the map. Gay, straight, bi, incest, blah, 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 you name it. A lot of people that want to slam it, they, they, they don't think it's incest. Yes, it's called incest when you have sex with your sister. That's right. But I think he, he you know, he doesn't care what hole it goes in. He doesn't care anything. He's just doing the, he's just out of control. And he doesn't obey the LGBTQ lines of of, uh, of announcing your preference. <laughs> I like it all, baby. I like it all. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever going to get the inside joke on that. So that's cool. If America had kept reading books, kept understanding literature and the arts and you know, theater and you know, plays and nuance and subtext and, and fallible narrators and, you know, all that kind of stuff, they would probably un- understand, you know, they would probably understand that in good stories, narrators are quite often lying. And I run into people that just can't handle, they want, you know, this character Lorian to be the main thing and having a boyfriend and a past and, and, and having a father and having a, you know, you know, and then, and then the sheriff tells her, well, they set you up. Then it turns out she was wrong. She thought she had a boyfriend. She thought she had a dad. She thought she had a life, but she didn't. They dropped her in to study the Aquavelva and then they were going to wipe it out. And there are people out there that have a real hard time with that. And it's not their fault. It's because they've been conditioned by one-dimensional stories. And so we decided to pull no punches. When I say pull no punches, what do I mean by that? I mean, we don't explain anything. Okay? It's kind of the, the, the sort of inspired by the David Lynch School of Filmmaking. Don't explain. He doesn't explain why he jumps the timeline and the character line in Mulholland Drive. He never has, he never will. I'm not going to explain anything about this Lorian thing. It's all there in the, in the text. It's all there in the dialogue. You make your own mind up what happened. You know, uh, but we're not going to do that. We're, we're going we're gonna to have it more like you've got to dig for it a little bit. You know what I mean? And you know, No, I understand the first time viewing probably miss it because you're conditioned to see things a certain way. 
Second time through, though, you should get it. Third time through, it should be a hoot. <laughs> and it is adult. I mean, if, if sex triggers you or any of that or drugs or uh, MK Ultra type programming with pictures of Julian West on the wall, if that, um, or Adolf Hitler, well, one and the same, if that bothers you, then please don't watch it. You know, for me, it's, it's a little bit of satire. You know, it's my own little private joke. Well, you guys know that, right? The inside baseball scoop on that. It, they really did use trauma-based mind control. This was a little glimpse of like a little bit of clockwork orange in there, a little bit of a, a hat tip to uh, our Lord and Savior, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> just a little bit, you know, it's kind of a, you know, just kind of showing how um, with, the, I, I think what we didn't do is we didn't show the inside point of view of her when she gets shot up with drugs, how that, what that looks like. Well, we did a little bit. We, we did some, like when she's in the car talking to herself and everything, that was a complete hallucination, you know, and it also indicates some kind of cloning. When she goes into the mannequin room and then she's dead and her eyes are dead and she becomes one of the mannequins, she puts the mannequin face mask on and becomes one of the many mannequins, that's a, that's an indicate, that, that's a uh, symbolizing cloning the room full of mannequins is cl like clones. You'll get it after a while. You know, you got to kind of, you know, this is why I used to love it in film school. We go through a film like this and we'd be able to, you know, go step by step through it to see, well, what was the filmmaker thinking or what were they thinking, me and Larry? What were they up to? And honestly, I can't tell you. It's, a, it's an unconscious process. You just do it. Then you look back on it. And you go, oh, I guess that's what we were doing. But even that, I don't, I don't think we should say because that's unfair. It's like twenty twenty hindsight vision. You know, it's not fair because if someone goes through it and says, well, Lorian wins in the end, and then you say, well, how did she do that? It's like, you know, and then you explain about, and then they say, well, that's not her character being a, an expert with guns. I don't understand. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, Zeph must have made a mistake. So they blame it on me, you know, the writer. They blame it on Larry. They blame it on somebody. In other words, if they don't get it, then they, it's our fault. And I just want to make an announcement while we're talking about all these pleasant topics. I, I, I really need you guys to all pray uh, to stop this medical tyranny. There is no, if they keep coming, there's, It'll be too late for any solutions. I mean, it's get, getting to that point right now where they're just not backing off. And and uh, I'm prepared to get out of here and go down to Texas or, or Florida if I have to, you know, to kind of ride it out because I just think that um, Texas looks like it's going to make a stand and Florida looks like it's going to make a stand against this evil, evil em empire, this evil dictator Biden. This, you know, supreme socialist, uh, you know, God, dictator, Joe Biden, who is dictating complete total slavery for every man, woman, and child. And anyone who doesn't like what he's saying, basically, you know, lock him up and throw the key away. And that's what these, these, these guys are up to. So we have to stand against them. In fact, when we have that next prayer session that's coming up, I think we really need to focus on not... We don't want to focus on that there's some 
light at the end of the tunnel right now. We have to focus on giving it to the Lord in pure faith. You know, because, you know, if you if it, you seem to have a solution in your own mind, you know what I mean, and then it doesn't happen, and then there's a disappointment. I think we need to understand that we're pretty well screwed right now. You know what I mean? And we need to focus the prayer on God letting us out of this bondage. You know, we just like um, that preacher Rodney Howard Brown said the same thing. He said, look, people need to realize we've been conquered, okay? I'm sorry. They, they, they overthrew our, our king. They, 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 uh, they stormed the uh, D.C. and they took over. They took the election away from the people. Uh, they, and they started throwing people into jail that uh, had been at the Capitol for the Trump uh, rally. Um, where he was trying to get uh, Pence to stand up and, and uh, uh, y- you know, uh, refuse to certify the vote so that we could, you know, there could be a, you know, recount or whatever kind of measure there could be. They weren't having it. They, they, they had planned, had Trump won the election and it was called that way, the military planned to remove him from the White House that day. And I guess throw him in jail. You know, what are the charges? It doesn't have to be charged. Why was Solzhenitsyn in jail in Russia? Why was he in jail? Why was Richard Wormbrand in jail in Romania? Why? Let me tell you something, folks. Yeah, Germany, if you went to Germany right now, like say you went to Munich or something, and you know, you'd find a lot of friendly faces, nice pubs, you know, people you could relate to. You would never think that the people would be tolerating, you know, um, mass extermination of, of humans and have people lined up waiting to be thrown in the ovens with the black smoke and the stench of bodies being burned uh, and then having the people in these lines and trains going right to these, you know, basically living crematorium. People were burned alive. They were thrown in the ovens alive. And Germany uh, was all for it. So people can get mass mind-controlled and become very, very murderous and, 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 and murder innocent people and jail innocent people. And, you know, I'm sorry. They've tried to make a case about, you know, all white people are bad, so they need to be rounded up. Or all Republicans are bad, they need to be rounded up. Or Trump, and now they're saying that Trump is really the enemy of the state. Anyone that supports Trump needs to be rounded up. Uh, that is the stuff of dictators, the stuff of uh, you know Cuba, Venezuela, the old USSR, China today. Um, that is a recipe. Letting a few thugs run everything is a recipe for total uh, failure. We want a government for the people, by the people, where freedom and the rule of law you know, is the main parameter and people are free to pursue whatever it is they need to pursue. And that could include, um, you know, some of the things are in place. I think what the Democrats are trying to do now is basically get stuff through, uh, entitlements through that will make it impossible for America to ever prosper again and get those through, confiscate as much wealth as possible, transfer it to their buddies, and they call that infrastructure, and then saddle America with a debt she could never repay so that eventually she could be collapsed and be folded into the New World Order uh, with an edict that all human life is to be enslaved. John F. Kennedy talked about this, and he got killed for it. He, he was talking about the very same plan.
Now their goal is to be at uh, 2030. They want to have depopulated 7 billion people off the earth and the remaining would be about 500 million. That's the plan. Go look at the Georgia Guidestones and you'll find out that I'm right. And if you don't think these people have the, uh, the, the, the nerve to do it, they certainly do. Why do you think they're all German? I think there's a really interesting connection with Germany and the German language and the German, you know, the, the Nazi, um, you know, scientists having now become just scientists. They're not called Nazis anymore. But their research into advanced uh, space travel and portals and, you know, the occult, which is the doorway to all this stuff. But all this stuff, of course, is going to bite them in the ass. Why? Because they're going to build prisons for themselves that they will occupy, and then they won't be able to die and, and move on. They won't be able to be anything but these beings in cages that, you know, form like bodies where they won't be able to do anything or go anywhere. They'll be stuck in this time-space continuum in these bodies that they've created, and, and, and they'll be there forever. That, to me, is the definition of hell itself. They're building their own hell for themselves. Yes, they're going to unleash hell on Earth, though, first. And we have to back them off. We have to find the favor of the Lord. And to do that, number one, well, let me give you a solution. I'll give you a solution. The solution to what you see going on today is called repentance. We need to massively repent, you know, as a people. And it, it doesn't matter what religion you are or anything else, but I mean, repent. I mean, admit that the path that we've all been on has been selfish, narcissistic, psychopathological, uh, you know, murderous and, 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 and terrible. And we need to, you know, repent of that. But what God says to do is repent and turn back to him who made you, who loved you first, who gave you free will, an act of love. And with your free will to choose God rather than choose tyranny. That's 2 Chronicles 7.14. And, and, uh, and, and God does forgive and, you know, and people are spared. If we don't repent, we will be slaughtered. From stem to stern, we will be slaughtered. You can see that's coming. Forget the gun confiscation. It's really the slaughtering. You think that they're going to pay for people to have a couple of meals a day in a, uh, in a FEMA camp? No. They're going to put them in the ovens, just like they did to the Jews. The, why should it be any different? They're going to, you know, at first they'll gas them. And they'll say, why spend all that money on gas? We can just throw them in the fire. Now, I, I know that, you know, I'm not, it's not that big of a leap from here to what I just said. You know, the whole thing is about freedom. And freedom requires vigilance. And, you know, and, and yes, young people going into, uh, you know, military service, thinking they're going to, to you know, you young people in the military, what you have to do is when they tell males to wear high heels, take the high heel and throw it at the guy and tell him to get the hell out of the military. They go, if you're being insubordinate, you could be thrown in the brig. If everybody does it, no one's going to the brig. You know, I mean, take your high heel and, you know, and toss it in the lake. And put a big middle finger and whoever ordered it in their face and say, quit, motherfucker. 
or we'll force you to quit. And then you're being insubordinate. No, no, you're being insubordinate. You have failed your duty. Your duty is not to turn, uh, uh, you know, you know, men into feminized men to make it a better, you know, all-inclusive military. Your duty is to win wars, you fucking dumb shit. And you too, Mark Milley. Your job is not to sit there with some kind of, uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, mouthing your, your praises for Karl Marx. Your job is to win wars and to keep the peace in America, you dumb shit, you fucking traitor. Get out of my military. I don't want to pay you again. Someone lock that guy up in the brig. That's where he belongs. And so forth. See what I mean? That's how you win. Not willing to do that? You guys willing to take a bullet for freedom, at least? How about Antifa's coming to your your little town? They're going to tear all your stores down. High noon. Right? Gary Cooper at high noon. You preacher guy, you got to take the collar off, put the six gun, strap the six gun on? Or you got to pray to Jesus, please don't hurt me, and have them burn you alive in your churches? Go rewatch The Patriot. Mel Gibson, I can't believe he even got away with that. <laughs> Can you believe he actually made that movie? Oh, my God. What a great guy. But uh, in that movie, there's a horrifying scene, really, where they, when all the churches were, everything got worked out in the town. The churches where they had political meetings. People would stand up and speak their peace. The churches where everything happened in the community back in those days. And... Um, so, uh, you know, the bad guy, you know, you know the, the, the British, uh, you know, leader has the church locked down and sets it ablaze and burns all those people to death and laughs about it. Now, that was a very strong scene. Do you remember it, you guys? Do you remember that scene? I can't believe that they didn't get an X rating for that scene. I can't believe it stayed in the movie. Well, thank God it did because, see, that's what they're capable of. So when you're sitting around praying and holding hands, hoping they're not going to come get you, they will, and they will burn you to the ground. They'll burn you alive in your churches. Look, Look what they did at Waco. You think, oh, that's just crazy cult leader. They were shooting children who were escaping a burning building in cold blood from helicopters, you know, at the behest of Hillary Clinton. Uh, th- who, were, who was doing it? The Delta Force. Aren't you proud of your Delta Force for the U.S. military? Those are the elites, the elite snipers. They were shooting children in cold blood. Not even Tony Montana, the greatest, you know, Scarface, would do something like that. That's what scumbags they are in our military. And, you know, we looked the other way on, nine, on 9-11 and after the aftermath of that, of bombing Afghanistan. We looked the other way on the DU poisoning of all the children in Iraq, and I think there was a number like five or six million children died. Uh, because of Bush's war. Um, Bush being a, a neocon Satanist who, you know, Billy Graham insists, uh, well, when he was around, he, he would insist that the, the Bushes were all good. 
solid Jesus people. Yeah, right. Right, and the Jesus people go burn children all the time. That's just part of the Jesus movement. You burn children. And then when you die, you have, instead of a Jesus burial, you have a Babylonian ceremony, which basically glorifies Satan. But you, but Billy Graham says you're okay, and now Franklin Graham says you're cool too. But don't get me wrong, I, I like that Frank, Franklin Graham takes care of people and has charity, and I think in his heart of hearts he wants to be a good guy, but, you know, see, it's masonry that gets in the way. Masonry gets in the way of people being pure-hearted. I believe that's at the heart of, uh, of Trump's problem right now is masonry. Whether he's still practicing mace or not, he was, obviously his family was in Scottish uh, right Freemasonry, right? Obviously, they go back to Scott. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. Very clear. And, um, you know, they, uh, that's why he could never make a move against anybody because they were all in that same club. So, so you know, so there's a, a compromise there. No, no, I'm not against, I'm not anti-Trump at all. I'm just not a, a I'm not a pom-pom girl here, you know, cheering on, the, you know, the comeback. Do I prefer Trump's America first policy? Well, it's not America first. What it is is I prefer free market capitalism and capital markets and the opportunity to uh, to have access to capital uh, for small businesses. That's my main concern. You know, and building up cities like, you know, Detroit and, uh, you know, if I had my personal druthers, I would, you know, really get Ben Carson to have some kind of policy that would have, well, I mean, the old Ben Cart when he was in business, I mean, to really build up, you know, find a way to get the uh, these, like, inner cities and, and minority cities and stuff off the tit of the Democrat Party and, 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 you know, empowering zones of getting people going with their own entrepreneurship. Yes, I would be all about that. That would be a great thing to do. But Biden stopped it because he doesn't want people to do their own thing. He wants to say, if you want the dole to keep coming, you'll vote Democrat. And that's so the ghettos stay the same. The violence stays the same. I know that one guy, that quick and loan guy, moved into Detroit because I know my friend Rob was uh, part of the, uh, the bringing back the music of Detroit. And he mixed a great album with like guys from the Joe Zawinul days from Weather Report. On. Believable, unbelievable, all live, recorded, tracked live in one big room, and then it's as tight as a drum. A little bit of editing on Rob's part, but I mean, he built the studio, then he mixed these guys like, uh, uh, I can't even go into it, but they're all famous, you know, all famous, you know, ridiculous jazz musicians. So the idea was to have a you know, an album called This Is Detroit, like the latest thing, the, the hottest stuff, the newest thing, you know. And they were like, all of them were Jacob Pastorius freaks, you know what I mean? And if you like that kind of Jacob Pastorius and, you know, Zawinul and, and uh, you, you know, uh, uh, John McLaughlin and, you know, some of that stuff that we all, you know, Chick Corea, you know, that's all my favorite stuff. Um, if you really like that, uh, 
they were trying to become the heart and center of that kind of music. And, uh, you know, it was just an amazing record that he, that he put together. And the, the, the funding for it came partially from the Quicken Loan guy who was trying to revive the stadium in Detroit. And they're trying to rebuild the city, but it's just, it's, it, it just hasn't, you know what I mean? It's just gone to, you know, it's a typical Democrat city. Just like what's happened to uh, downtown Los Angeles or uh, what's what's happened to, uh, you, you know, Santa Monica. It's apparently, you know, overrun. I know that the L.A. County in the past, you know, when there was the Olympics there, 1984. In 1983, they had some, they were rounding up the homeless. I don't know where they took them. I think out to Palm Springs somewhere. Or maybe, I don't know what happened. A lot of people think they were murdered. They're just taken out and killed to make the city look better, to have a better presentation for the Olympics. And I know that's how L.A. runs because I know my own family was involved in that. So I know. So I know the criminal nature of Los Angeles and how it runs. And that Eric Garcetti, the guy that's the mayor of L.A., he's perfect. Again, a Harvard-Westlake graduate, which it just to me means he's been indoctrinated fully into the globalist communist nightmare where he gets to lord it over people. And he gets off on, you know, slamming down the city. There's now a new mask mandate in L.A. There's a lockdown coming in L.A. In Laguna Beach, that's Orange County, um, I found out yesterday from we were uh, we were in a studio there with a, with a, with an actor from uh, Laguna Beach. And uh, we were, um, I wasn't there, but, but Larry was out there uh, doing some voiceover recording. And they said, well, you, you know, we have to have you have a mask in the studio. That's the same as where we do the final mix. We have to have a mask on in the studio. And then, um, but people could walk around without masks in the village of Laguna which is nice, you know, it's, it's not a complete requirement. But they were telling Larry that up north in L.A. County, they were locked down again, or they're getting ready to lock down again. Now, there's only been freedom for about two months. See, and then they grab again, right? It's called behavior modification. They're taking principles from the uh, psychologist B.F. Skinner. Okay, B.F. Skinner, and... Um, what they're doing is they're giving you behavior modif modification conditioning so that they lock you down, then they let you out for a while, then you have freedom, and then they lock you down again so that you're more accepting of it. The, uh, the goal is that you will accept permanent lockdown maybe the third or fourth time through. So you must rebel. You have no choice now. That's your solution. Because... If you keep allowing the lockdown, then they will condition you to accept it, and then that will be the end of it. You'll lose your guns, you'll lose your house, you'll lose your family, they'll take your children. Uh, there's nothing they won't take. They'll leave no meat on the bone, believe you me. And anybody that they deem a useless eater, they're going to kill. They're not going to feed you a couple of meals a day at a concentration camp. No way. They could save a lot of money just by killing you. Right, they they have a certain end of life pill that they can give to like call the old people. They can just put that in your food. You just you know keel over. 
they are a eugenics death cult and they're going to kill most of the world's population now. They're going to do it by getting people to use their free will to kill themselves with their jab at your free will. The jab may not kill you right away. You might feel fine. But what may happen is if a disease comes along and you don't have the right reaction to it, you could die, right? Or if you have an autoimmune response at some point in your body because you have all these proteins, so your body attacks itself, it's game over. We'll just see who's right. I, I have a feeling that the, uh, the researchers, some very brilliant people sounding the alarm, are, are right. Are they completely right? Uh, there may be people that uh, survive the jab and then it just kind of goes away. It weakens, you know what I mean? And they go on with their lives and they're, they're fine. The way that you have to look at it is this, folks. Are they going to bring the booster shots in? If they are, that means that if you quit taking the jab, you might survive. See, that's another way of looking at it. The other way to look at the actuarial is, we haven't killed them yet, but we're going to kill them, so go ahead and replace the workers in three years. We're going to kill them. We haven't yet. Meaning, you and I still have a chance. We have a chance if we take it now. Are you going to take your chance? If you could have one chance to come back here to this battlefield, even if you'd lose your life, but you could die with honor and dignity, would you do it? Honestly, a lot of the humans I see don't think much past what's for lunch. Or, you know, I'd like to go to bed. or I'd like to, you know, uh, when you look at the movies they watch that, that Netflix puts out, you, 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 you wonder, you know, what did they spend $40 million on? Where are the writers, right? Who write the, the plotted, the subtext, the... The brilliant stuff. Where are the writers? And the answer is there aren't any because they're afraid that the ideas might get out. So they're going to have dumbed down people do the screenplays and dumb idiots do the directing. You know, people that know how to technically make it look right but, not, but don't know how to make it brilliant. Don't know how to make it thought-provoking. If it's thought-provoking, it might save your ass. Wake you up out of your stupor. <laughs> but if it's just pablum, it'll put you to sleep in your chair, right? How many of you have fallen asleep to movies lately? My hand is up. How many of you were amazed when you saw a classic movie you haven't seen in a while? How much better in every way it is than, than what you get today? My hand is up. Seriously. Because they can't afford for your noggin to be doing any thinking. They have to do the thinking for you, right? So that when they entertain you, it's got to be propaganda-laced so that you don't think. It has to be. So they have to commit story suicide in order for you not to be waking up because of that. Same thing in the schools. 
they can't make it that thought provoking. They have to make it more rote learning that you spit back their, you know, political and, and, and societal values. They want to teach values. They want you to read a book like, uh, you know, you know, whatever book, say Catcher in the Rye. Well, no, that would be bad. That would be burned. That makes people think too much. Some book, and they want you to, to, to look at the values in your left-wing oriented book. You know, the values that need to be changed. We have shared values. And you talk to these people at these rallies or anywhere. I've seen them talk at rallies. You ask them any kind of question and they can't answer. They don't know. They are stupid. They wouldn't be at the rally unless they were stupid, you know, at the left-wing rally. I can see going to a rally for pro-life for, for to stop uh, trafficking in aborted baby parts. Yes, that's evil. I would say, let's stop that. But look at all these, oh, cut my baby up, please. Meanwhile, these mothers are being cut out of the action. You think they're paying them 150 grand for that baby? No, the doctor's pocketing it. Getting another Mercedes, free. Paying down that golf membership. <laughs> Anyway, I keep pointing it out because I, you know, I, because I think freedom is a very valuable thing. You see, without freedom, I couldn't write a screenplay. I wouldn't be allowed to or produce a movie. I wouldn't be able to write music the way I like to. I wouldn't be able to have this podcast and say the things that are on my heart and on my mind. I would virtually be shut off from everything that, I used to be, and retrained to be somebody that I'm not. All in the name of crumbs, getting a few crumbs so I can survive. So... Let's recap, shall we? Number one most important thing is to be free up here in your mind. What were Govinda's... He had said he had some solutions, too, on his podcast. Do you know what they were, Trish? Did you hear that? Govinda has a podcast. You may want to go hear it. He's on faithmix.com. Uh, I think I'll go listen to it today. He He had some practical ideas and I'd be very interested in hearing what he has to say on this topic uh, I'm saying you know uh, I'm not poo-pooing solutions but I'm saying the main solution for me would be to, to call for repentance of the body of Christ just for starters you know <laughs> you know you may notice I'm not putting the movies first that I do even though it takes a lot of time and effort and passion and all that I'm very passionate about it but i I'm able to put God first and this podcast first, you know, because it deals with God. I talk about God, you know, and the movie is a, a little bit of a secondary thing. It, it's no problem. That doesn't mean it, it gets a short shrift. In fact, I think we're being even more clever and accurate regarding the movie because we're not caught up in the world's, uh, uh, you know, vicissitudes at this point. That our eyes are on, you know, God. And God wants... Uh, quality from his creators 
he has this over here. You know, people say, well, how could you have all that sex and drugs and swearing? Well, I, I guess I take my cue from the Bible. Our buddy uh, Axe Masterson, the, uh, well, I guess this was a gunslinger in a past life. He, uh, you know, put, pointed out some chapters and some snippets in the Bible that had all kinds of like uh, wild sex and duping people and tricking, all kinds of stuff going on. Killing people and sexing people and, you know, orgies and I don't know. You know, it's like, uh, I wonder if any, if all the, uh, these, these people with all these rules for Christians, which have given Christianity a bad name, by the way, thanks a lot. I wonder if they've checked their Bibles lately or if they would like to make amendments. Maybe they want to take all that stuff out of there. Definitely there's incest all over the place. And definitely there's, there's uh, you know, seductions going on all over the place. And definitely people getting killed by people lying and saying the wrong thing. David got people killed. You know. And God still had, he was the apple of God's eye. Why? Because he would listen to God and go into battle knowing that all he had was God. There's 10,000 of them, 500 of us, but we've got the Lord, good odds, we're going. And he would never flinch. And God loved that. He loved David. Go figure, because David wouldn't flinch. He went right into it. He proved himself with Goliath. He went right on into it. A shepherd boy make good. So that's really going to be the bottom line is, you know, the, the, the real lineage to the father comes through faith. And the stronger one's faith, the more it pleases God. God cannot be, the more a person will, instead of complaining, a person that has great faith will praise the living God, will acknowledge the great things that God has done. You know, the, the great person of God, that is an actual person that can be interacted with, will explain it more, even if he sounds like a lunatic. Because he has faith that, he's, that God's got it. God's got his words. God's got him. I think there's going to be a lot of that going on in the next six months. A lot of people are going to be prophesying. A lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, speaking the gospel and, and just things about, you know, gospel meaning good news. Jesus is your door out of here. And, uh, you know, they spend my whole life, they've been slamming Jesus, saying it's all BS and people are weird who believe in it. You know, my whole life they've been saying, don't, don't look over there. Did they say don't look at Krishna? No, they did not. <laughs> did they say don't look at uh, the Vedas? No, they did not. Did they say don't look at, uh, you know, some of the Western, you know, mystery schools of, of, of Pythagoras. No, they did not. Did they say, don't look at uh, Zarathustra or Zoroastrian? No, they did not. They said, don't look at Jesus. Yes, they did. And that's the only name they said it about. So I thought I better look into it because, gee, you know, I mean, if there's that much of a campaign against something I don't even know about. Whatever you do, don't go there and buy beer. <laughs> you know? And what do people do?
So I looked into it, and I realized, number one, that people that hate Jesus, they just don't even know Jesus. They just hate the name. But when you say Yeshua, they hate that name too. And when you say the Son of God, they hate that name too. Okay, now that there's so few of you uh, here today, which too bad, because I'm doing another DVD giveaway. I got four. Girl Next. HD DVDs. And, uh, you know, you never know when I'm going to say this. Because sometimes, you know what I mean? I'm, you never know when I'm going to say it. I, I just, all I ask you to do is, uh, you know, is to do a a review, uh, you, you know, in, in uh, you know, IMDB or somewhere, you know, just, uh, you know, to, to, to acknowledge the, you know, fight against the, <laughs> the guys are just, you know, we have yet to get a bad review that actually is accurate in retelling the story. You know, usually when you do a review, you retell the story a little bit, and then you say where they where it went wrong. So we have yet to have that, and that's because I think people that are reviewing it get so angry. They, oh, it's misogynistic and this and that. I and that, and they leave out all specifics. Well, I don't want to spoil it. No, it's not about spoilers. It's about leaving out specifics because they don't know. It's almost like they have a block from the story and out of their frustration, they want to slam it. So, But so far, zero, um, you know, probably 100 for me and zero for them. I am sorry that they don't understand it. I'm sorry that they, um, they can't articulate about it. I'm sorry that they look lame in their, you know, I would take any, there was one guy that was a little serious and he talked about, you know, having that some homage to, that Larry had some, some, some connections to Kubrick and some nice things like that. But then he started picking on the directing and picking on the acting and picking on everything. I was just like, um, because there was something that rubbed him the wrong way. And, um, you know, in comparison to that, the people that have liked it, some have written some great reviews recounting the story and what the story is about and picking on certain things that even I didn't, I didn't think of. You know, finding some features that I, that, that I missed. And, um, you know, I love those that you know, where we're having a conversation. I just, the, the slam factory is just like, you know, they're, they're sort of there to, that, you know, some of these people are like, you know, the, the, the woke crowd, the, uh, you know, cancel culture wokies, and they, they, they're like, oh, well, you, and, and they can't really say anything because there's like, you know, they can't say homophobe because you got, you know, basically homo crap going on all over the place. And, and, and is there really any, no, the lines are all blurred, so that, that ruins their argument, right? Sex is sex, right? No matter what manifestation it makes. There's not any animal sex, though. I mean, I know the Bible talks about that. <laughs> There's no animal sex. But anyway, so that, you know, it, it, they feel frustrated, I think, because they can't really just go into the, you know, then they say, well, misogyny. 
It's like, well, the girl wins in the end and whoops them. So I guess they didn't stay around for that. But yeah, no, that can't stick. If you have characters that are evil or characters that are misogynistic or sexist or racist or whatever, that doesn't mean that we're promoting it. That just means they're characters that, that have that bend. You know, if you have a character that's then there's a, well, you misappropriated uh, trans, transgender. Are you transgender? You know, do you dress up like a, uh, do you have a, are you, uh, see yourself as a woman with a penis? Well, then how, if you're okay, then shut up. You have no right to talk about that. Maybe this character identifies as, as, as what she is. You know, maybe she's an actress that identifies as a man and dresses as a woman in her role. Who are you to tell her that that's misappropriation? What, by, by taking a dick and pinning it on herself? Who are you to say something like that? That makes you a bigot. Yeah, that makes you homophobe. So see, every which way they want to do something, they can't do it. And I think that's why, why some people get so angry. Now, they, they, um, they act like it's a personal thing, you know, like they want to get us. And we haven't done anything wrong. You know, it's like they, they, what they want is they want the film to never have been in the first place or they want it canceled. And there's no reason to cancel it because it really doesn't violate any of their rules at, at all. So this, it's got them uh, twisted. We didn't do it for that purpose. We just did an honest story. That's all. But, you know, it's coming from us and, you know, we're going to put some brain power in it, right? We're going to put some muscle in it. And not my first rodeo, folks. So you're going to get some experience in there, too. And um, good luck. <laughs> but for the people that are on board who do like it and all that, champion it, uh, they're going to have a great time. I just suggest you get out there and when you see people slamming it, get out there and get in their face. Tell them why they're, they're idiots. You know, if, if you're going to slam something, mention a couple of features that justify the slam. No, don't make them up or mischaracterize them. Name them specifically. A, B, C, D. And then explain to the whole world you know, why it's right. I, I had to explain to a guy. We got into a nice discussion, beautiful discussion. on uh, It's it's on uh, Girl Next page, if you look at that. And he was asking me questions about it, and he said, it doesn't make any sense that she was pre-programmed before she got there. You know what I mean? She had a life. She had a boyfriend. She had a father. The Scott James, the greatest PI in Texas, was on the case trying to find her. And um, and then, then the sheriff told her, well, those people betrayed you. They turned you in. They, 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 uh, they betrayed you. And then later on, she says, you know, you find out she not only can't be programmed, but she says she's, she's a program clone. And he was saying, how could she be a clone or a program clone, if she was this nice girl. Indeed, 
Yes, that's exactly the, that's the point. Grab, please, sir, grapple with that. That's the, 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 the delicious meal you're missing. <laughs> then go watch Mulholland Drive and get back to me, you know, and tell me what's going on there at the Club Silencio. Tell me what happens there. I would love to hear, you know, I love to hear other people's interpretations. It doesn't have to be my interpretation. I, I, I'm in all the interpretations. I, I like just the grappling with it. It's, you know, the journey rather than the, the destination. No one has to be right. It's just fun when, you, when something challenges you, when you, like a puzzle or something, you know. Don't we still have any curiosity about things? Aren't we able to uh, look at the Mona Lisa and say, I just I wonder what, you know, Da Vinci was thinking. And who is this, you know, sort of, common-looking woman. Who is this... What is this weird Cheshire cat look at her face all about? Um, what's the history of that? So, you, you know, it spurs you on to go dig around to try to find something in history about the Mona Lisa and how it came to be. Yeah, marvelous. I, I love stuff. That used to be the, 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 the... My existence was all based on things like that. And I was so sad when our society took them all away. I was so sad. I was so lost. I used to live kind of like an intellectual, you know. I live a life of the mind. I, I wanted to just hide out at the university up in the up in the stacks, you know, with with the books, because there, you see, I, I wasn't being mistreated. But I was sad, you know, as I saw the the process begin, like around the eighties. It seemed to, you know, really start getting going, becoming more and more, you know, vapid, more and more, uh, you know, of an empty suit, more and more of a nice set of false teeth. And there would still be movies and you know artworks and bands and you know that would come along, but it just it just kind of devolved from there into the nineties, and then it continued on that. American audiences and, and uh, you know, and uh, uh, museum goers and, you know, people, you know, didn't want to grapple anymore. They didn't want to be, they didn't want teachers in the universities to, to, to force them to think. They wanted the answers spoon-fed to them. And now it's completely spoon-fed. In fact, it's just mind control. And if you think that America can produce a, a, a movie other than propaganda during this time, you're sadly mistaken. I haven't seen Nomads yet, you know, the, the winner. You know, but I think it's the same thing. You know, it's like, okay, an issue movie. You know, we've got people living out off the grid. You know, is that society's fault? Is that our fault? I mean, at least it gets you asking some questions, but it's still not. It's far from, you know, a movie like, say, Network or something like that that, uh, you know, really. Yeah, so I was just thinking about, you know, speaking about trannies and stuff. I was thinking about Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. And his girlfriend, who was a pre-op transvestite, but, but a pre-op, meaning he was trying to get the money to get her an operation, her to be, I guess, her in her mind. You know, in her mind, she's her. Um, I wonder what people thought of that so long ago. You know, so long ago. I, 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 it, it made me really think. It made me question. And... I guess, you know, now it's just, uh, you know, I read a couple of spy novels in the last couple of years, or just as much as I could. 
And again, it's so funny how every other page they're giving you and their plant payoff, plant and payoff, plant. And, how about plant and maybe it, does, it, it pays off in a way nobody expects 10 chapters down from there rather than just giving the people, spoon feeding them. As Alfred Hitchcock said, you know, he who tells the uh, audience everything is a complete bore. Right? Don't tell them anything. Don't let them figure it out. And uh, anyway, that used to be the delight of it all. I, I don't know where it is today. I don't know if people really care to be challenged, but I, I know one thing that, you know, the Internet has made everyone a lot more lazy about doing research because it's all push-button now. So, you know, in a way... What's happening to us now is a we're getting bit by technology. You know, there's a, the the beast that we've created is biting back. You know, it's big tech that's pushing the jabs, right? In the end, it's big tech. It's the machines that run Klaus Schwab. Ultimately, the machines dictate to Bill Gates what to do, and they, as automatons, do it. But they have a gun pointed at our head, which is a needle jab. Can anybody say they're safe and effective? You know, with a straight face. Do people know if they're safe or not? Are the people dying, you know, up to 40,000 or so? I mean, it, does anyone ever report that? Do people know that, you know, that, that have, you know, have enough people died so that in different social groups, people know, hey, we lost a few people here, a few people there, and so-and-so's sick, and what's going on? It's a weakening, right, before the culling. They weaken you so they can take over. So you can't fight back when you're weak, when you're sick. Well... The most important thing I think we can do is repent and uh, be bold in our, you know, statements that we, you know, we demand freedom here in the United States, and we're not going to put up with uh, letting one political party overthrow freedom. That's really what it is. They're trying to overthrow freedom and take over all of us, enslave all of us. So the Democrat Party is behind that. And, I, you know, I waited a long time to say that, but it is... The Democrat Party and the Democrat Party only, along with Rhino supporters, but those are really Democrats. It's the Democrat plan to take over, to roll the United States and turn it into a nation of squalor and poverty, to make it look like Venezuela or Cuba. Yeah. Supreme Leader Biden. His son's a pedophile, he's a pedophile. They, the whole thing is. They prey upon children. They, they're in cahoots with China. They got all kinds of illegal money. They buy all kinds of houses and all kinds of uh, cars and lifestyle and hanging out at the Marmont Hotel and, and uh, uh, the Sunset Strip and getting in, you know, lost weekends and orgies and all kinds of selfish pleasure while raping the country that they live in and then getting people to prop them up as leaders. I don't know how you can stand it.
May I put it another way? We can't live with a stolen election. Have you noticed? We just can't, we can't do it. We just can't do it. It will be addressed sooner or later. The people don't believe the government anymore. They're waking up at a great rate where they don't believe anything the government says anymore because all Joe Biden does is lie. All Kamala Harris does is lie. She's also pathetic. And the rest of them, either take the jab or get thrown in jail. That's all they can say because everything is about covering up their misdeeds. And topics like take the jab or go to jail covers up their misdeeds by being controversial. So let's have another song here and let's see where we're... Well, I always like this one. you what to do through the chip they're gonna take over your consciousness with the chip you're written out of the lamb's book of life with a chip if you don't stand the way they stand they think you know nothing I don't care there are no other voices no other people it's only you I don't tolerate Our chip is the debt. 
and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns were ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy (laughs) and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were the feet of a bear and his mouth is the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast and they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worshipped the beast saying who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the power was given to him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns and spake like a lamb. I'm sorry, he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes him uh, uh, the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the, in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by, any, by the means of those miracles which he had the power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the number of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let he that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man. And his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Now, if you're like me, you realize that thing is chock full of I mean, that's about the fullest chapter. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just dense with things. But um, 
the one thing that, that comes to mind is when things are repeated more than once, a great deal of attention is put on the idea that there was a head wound of this beast, and then, but the world marveled that he lived. And some people think when the crown of uh, the head of Biden was removed, I'm not saying I believe this, it's just something that comes to mind. They removed the, the top of his, his skull. They cut all the way around. I think they removed the whole cap. And they did, you know, some brain surgery and, I, you know, whatever they did, they did. And then they put it back on. And somehow through, the, through plastic surgery and everything else, you don't see a scar or anything. But I think people that, that understood that was going on at that time were marveling that he would go through such severe surgery and live. Uh, you know, whether or not he speaks as a dragon and that he, you know, he doesn't appear to be a lamb, but he does appear to be a, a dictator. Whether that's the dictator meant by the, you know, the beast or the, the you know, the, the basically we, we like to think of, you know, the European Union, the United Nations, America's Mystery Babylon. You know, we have certain things we kind of indicate, but nothing really that rock solid yet about who these players are. Another thing that's repeated in that you know, the chapter about 666 is the the dragon is very important. Now, the dragon has always represented Satan. And then in, in you know, when we go back in, in literature, the, the dragon is a woman, actually, who gives birth to Satan as she is slain by those she gives birth to. Uh, that gives birth to kingdoms upon the earth. Now, it's all symbolic, but I find this, uh, you know, we're we're you know we're trying to see if uh, you know the other thing that comes up is you know this three and a half year period, right? This 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 uh, this period of time of you know um, you know forty and two months of it's. Um, a time measured out for the tribulation, but, but also it's a time that the beast will, will not just speak great blasphemies against the Most High, he'll cause fire to come down from heaven and scare the people upon the earth into submission to where most people, uh, the, 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 the saints will be overcome at that time, but then most people upon the earth will all worship the beast with all their heart and souls. They will worship the beast. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the idea there is the beast is so powerful, no one can make war with the beast, so we might as well get while the getting's good and join and bow down. Most of the earth, except for the remnant, the only people that are not with the dragon then and worshiping the dragon and worshiping the image of the beast, which is something that is made, I suppose it could be something on your television or something. But the only people not worshiping the image of the beast would be um, the remnant of Jesus Christ. Everybody else is worshiping the beast. The majority is worshiping the beast. The, 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 the people north and south and far east and west and all over the place, and in the shopping malls, and at the beauty salons, and at the uh, 
track and at the uh, beaches and wherever they are, they're worshiping the beast. And the ones who weren't worshiping the beast were killed. Or at least that's the policy. So as you can see, it's not really a great fit with what's happening today. There's a bit missing here for that to be fulfilled. So perhaps it's not the time of Satan. Okay. The other thing that sticks out at me was live by the sword, die by the sword, which makes it all more important to be praying. Live by prayer, live forever. But in order to pray effectively, we must repent for, you know, I guess, not standing up to the schools. <laughs> How can they be? It's like child abuse every day and nobody does anything. Why aren't people down there arresting these teachers now, today? Why hasn't Mark Milley been thrown in the brig for being a treasonous traitor? Why is everybody corrupt? That's, and see, that's the problem we face. The United States is completely corrupt. And all the kids that think they're virtue signaling or tuning into like a positive causes, they've all been deceived into worshiping the beast. They belong to the beast. They threw their free will in the toilet and became slaves of the beast. But it still doesn't seem to be that time of the great revelation. So, you know, take that uh, as it will. I, I kind of think that means we might have another chance here. But please, whatever you do, don't just think you can take it for granted. This thing is moving faster than a runaway train. So, you know, you got to get out there and got to block it. I mean, it's running fast. They want to hurry up and get it all done and saddle us with it so we can't get out of it. They come down and say something like in Texas, you know, you get the mask on, you take that mask off and shove it up their ass. They start in with any of that stuff down there in Texas or Florida, last holdouts. Now, here, they're going to do it. They're, they're already doing it. But most of the people here in, around Santa Fe, New Mexico, they wear masks all day long anyway, even when there's no mandate or anything. Now, we would try not to laugh at them, but, I mean, it's just like it's so pathetic. And, you know, it's God bless them. It's, you know, they're scared. They don't know any better. They don't know there's any God. All their, you know, they have their, you know, their movements and their, you know, their political moves and their, 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 you know, their, their sort of Democrat committees and their, you know, their, their arguing. You know, eventually it just goes to, okay, free health care, okay, free this, free that, okay, a socialist world, okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden, totalitarianism! Anyone that doesn't go along, kill them, and then that comes out of them. And it's like, we, this sweet little old lady, that, and it's like, kill them all, she says, who don't comply. You're going, what? You, you want to kill people if they don't get the... Yes, the jab is now symbolizing. The jab is communism. You don't want to take the jab that you don't want communism. You don't want communism? 
Well, you don't want to worship the beast. You don't want to worship the beast, you get killed. And it can turn into that kind of conflagration in a heartbeat. Please don't let it. We'll see you next time. Uh, if you want, I didn't give away the... the any of you want the, the, the DVD, you know, chime up now if you don't have one. And if you do, okay, we'll just have it for next time. Okay. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. No one was to blame. No one was the wiser, and no one suspected you. Do. Oh.